um we're going to go into the word of god this morning as i shared uh, last two in fact three weeks uh, we've been just dwelling on this one thing about uh, the different stages in evangelism and as we uh, share the love of christ with different people we looked at the different uh, you know stages very often people go through or you might find people at some are in a place where they are sympathizer to the gospel um you know some are seekers some are have just come to believe they believe in jesus also some are at a place where um they are they believe in the lord and they believe in the gospel they've experienced god's touch or miracles and then they are still in a place of confusion you know unable to take that bold decision to fully follow the lord jesus christ and sometimes they are like in the cat on the wall situation and the pressures of the world the troubles of the world the friends relatives society all of these pressures uh, you know make them make it difficult for them to take a bold decision to follow jesus and to say come what may i'm going to uh, be a disciple of christ and the last group we find is where they come to become a fully devoted follower of jesus uh, and that is becoming a disciple so the goal is not just to have people experience uh, some miracle It's, the goal is not just for people to experience um you know some kind of a um you know financial help or some kind of charity that we could do those things could be entry points um the goal is not just to uh, serve their need alone while the needs could be an entry point that's how you find the lord jesus himself uh, reaching out to people he did meet their felt need but that was the entry point but through that they came to believe in who jesus really was and so and not just believe alone but to follow him and so our end goal is to make disciples because what is the great commission go into all the world and make disciples and so a disciple is not just somebody who believes in jesus also a disciple is not someone who just came to jesus and to receive a miracle alone just for some need to be met and very often you will find that people will be very satisfied and happy once a need is met you prayed for them you visited them you ministered to them uh, you helped them they would be very happy oh this need is met i'm happy about it and the moment the need is met they will say tata bye bye <laughs> and then go their own way some will go that way it says about you know uh, the people who received miracles in the time of jesus that many did not continue to follow him the crowds came and the miracles were happening the crowds came when jesus was teaching but then when came to really paying the price when it came to really uh, taking that decision to be a disciple of christ some turned away from following jesus and so you will find people like that and, but that that should not frustrate us and so if you're uh, you know meeting with 100 people probably 10 people might really you know become a fully devoted follower of jesus we pray that all the 100 will come to know christ and follow the lord but some may not continue also that is there in the scriptures as well so these are realities that we need to understand so with one little attempt and if we don't see an immediate response if we don't see an immediate uh transformation in someone's life or the next sunday they didn't come to church you invited them they nodded their head very well <laughs> and you didn't see them next sunday don't get frustrated with that that's how it is <laughs> sometimes that's how it is ministry is hard 
work touch your neighbor and say hard work now can we reverse those two words you give them an instruction reverse the two words ah can you say that it is hard work tell yourself but tell your neighbor it is you have to amen hallelujah we have to work hard in the vineyard of the lord amen work hard in the kingdom of god hallelujah god is not looking for lazy people who will not do any work god is looking for people who will work hard amen who will sweat it out who will, you know in the midst of all the difficulties in the midst of all the resistance in the midst of lack of response where we will still continue to sow the seed of the gospel and work hard amen praise the lord and so uh, we have these uh, sheets here with um, with th- those five categories and the space for names about five names you want to put make them 10 right two in a space it's okay uh, as much as you want but at least five if you can think of at least five people um, you know and put down their names five people with whom you have direct contact i'm not talking about the president of india of course we need to pray for him as well <laughs> but five people with whom now if you know him it's great but five people with whom you you will definitely meet you will definitely have some contact you would definitely um, you know you already have probably have a relationship with those five people it might be a relative it might be a friend a neighbor somebody uh, put down those names and then see which category they are at now don't take this and show it to them <laughs> but identify which category they are at and write down from your conversation of your perception your understanding of you know where they are at identify what are the key things that you know hinder them or what are those key things that actually help or could be used in a conversation say for example they said oh you know i studied in a christian school oh you know my son actually goes to uh, a church and uh, you know i am happy that he is going there but the father or the mother is actually not a believer yet but they are happy that the you know son's life has been transformed or something has happened so there is some positive impression on their heart and so that could be something that you could just note down just for your reference just to see where they are for your clarity so that you will know what is the next step you can take what is the next conversation where you can build from what at what place you can start a conversation with someone who does not know the lord jesus christ i mean so or whatever is a hindrance now you say uh, they are in a confused believer stage or the hindrance is that they are uh, constantly also talking to guruji <laughs> and asking him about you know everything about origin of life or meaning of life or the destiny of man uh where will we go after we die they're talking about uh, some guruji is having a strong influence over their life and he's coming home doing puja so maybe okay that's something that we could pray about that's something that we could uh, you know ask god for wisdom and how do we um uh, tackle that and so we're going to give this out um you know go home uh take time and write down names put down the and then we'll pick it up uh, when we meet together in the cluster groups 
okay when we meet together in the cluster group uh, we'll pick it up from there and then we can sit together and have a time of discussion uh, specifically about some people how do we approach this how do we tackle with such people how do we what do we say what do we uh, do uh, should we do some act of kindness and uh, some act of love that could touch their heart um, you know we could talk about that so take it but keep it safely write down think prayerfully think through and write down five different names with whom you can meet with in the next uh four weeks four five weeks before the end of this year you know the next five weeks um people with whom you can meet with or have a phone conversation or uh if you are probably in a different city or somewhere something like that uh where you can have an online chat or video whatsapp call or something like that uh with whom you can directly communicate um not just send a, a impersonal text message sometimes uh, those become very impersonal uh, but personally meet that's the best thing invite them home or you visit their home secondly at least or as a follow up to that have phone conversations that would be really really uh, helpful okay are we doing good amen shall we turn our bibles to acts of the apostles chapter number 8 Acts of the Apostles chapter number 8 and let's read from verses 26 onwards uh, till the end of the chapter now an angel of the lord said to philip go south to the road the desert road that goes down from jerusalem to gaza so he started out and on his way he met an ethiopian eunuch an important official in charge of all the treasury of the uh, queen of the ethiopians of candace This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit of the spirit told Philip go to that chariot and stay near it. You see this man uh, was reading uh, he he was a god-fearer. He was uh, a gentile. He was he had gone to Jerusalem to worship in the temple and he is on the way back in his chariot and he's reading uh, a copy He, because being a high official maybe he had a copy of the scriptures uh, a scroll and he was reading the prophet uh, from the prophet uh, Isaiah and the spirit told Philip the evangelist uh, go to that chariot and stay near it you see that's where it's important that we are uh, you know as i said you know last couple of times that it's more important to be a prepared messenger being a prepared messenger a person who is prepared who is very much in in connection with the lord always receptive to the voice of the lord and the prompting of the spirit and the spirit of god will suddenly prompt you to do certain things or meet someone or talk to someone or visit someone's home very often um, you know for us as a family uh, serving the lord we experience that so many times where we've had a prompting of the spirit to go and visit someone and uh, and then when you land up there in their home they would say oh we never expected you know we were just desperate so desperate that somebody will come somebody will pray we were in this desperate need and you just came you were just like an angel you know come there uh, at a, a moment of great need in their life and so when we are constantly carrying souls in our hearts i mean that's the most important thing carry the presence of god carry souls in your heart the burden for souls and certainly the spirit of god will look for who is the right person 
who is sensitive, who can listen to my voice, who, whom I can send. Who will go for us? He asked Isaiah, right? You know, who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Lord, here am I, Lord. He was a man ready. And so being ready all the time, ready every morning and praying and asking God, Lord, use me to touch somebody's life today. Use me to share the love of Christ to someone today. Ask God for an opportunity every morning. And then Spirit of God leads uh, Philip to the chariot. And verse 30, then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. That is in verse 32 to 33. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shearers was silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. Now he was reading this passage, the very passage from Isaiah chapter 53, which is a passage which is speaking about Jesus, who is the one who is going to be the suffering servant, the one who comes to suffer, to die on the cross. And pay the penalty for the sins of all mankind. So that was the passage he was reading. And Jesus had died and risen again and ascended back into heaven already right now. You're reading the book of Acts, right? This incident happened after the resurrection of Christ. And so that prophecy of Isaiah 53 had already been fulfilled. And so when this um, Ethiopian eunuch was reading this and he asked Philip, what is the meaning of this? I don't understand what I'm reading unless someone explains it to me. Then, the, as the eunuch uh, asked Philip in verse 34, please tell me who's the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Is Isaiah talking about himself or somebody else? And verse 35, then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Hallelujah. So from that, from what he was reading, from what he knew, he took him to what he did not no. So you always take people from what they know to what they do not know. Okay. So that's the effort. That's the task at our hand when we attempt to share the gospel with someone. And so this morning we're going to look at uh, what is the gospel message and the essence of the gospel uh, message which was preached to uh, the Gentiles at the house of Cornelius. The record of that sermon is found in Acts chapter 10. And verse number 34 to 43. This is our first record of the presentation of the gospel to the Gentiles. Until then, you have a record of the gospel presented to the Jews. You need to remember that when the gospel is presented to the Jews, the approach is different. When the gospel, same gospel is presented to the Gentiles, the approach is different. Why? Both of them come from different worldviews. Okay, now the Jews, the Jews have the understanding of who God is already from the times of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you know, Moses. They, they, know, they know the law, they know the prophets. And so whenever the gospel is presented to the Jews, you will find whether Peter or Paul, uh, any one of them, or even Jesus when he's talking to the Jews, they would always start from the patriarchs. They would start from all the way from the prophets, the Psalms, the law, and take them through from what they know to what they do not know. And so if you go through the book of Acts, Acts 2 itself, you will find the gospel presented by Peter to the Jews. 
read through it from verse 14 onwards you will find how he's taking the gospel by what from what they know they would talk, start talking about abraham or start talking from david you know how god called david how now this is the son of david how god called abraham isaac jacob and made a nation israel and from them he called a man jesus who came who was born in israel to save them you know he sent the prophets but they rejected the prophets but now jesus came to die on the cross for the sins of all mankind so they would start from you know the patriarchs from the old testament whenever they presenting the gospel to the jews but here is a record of the gospel presentation in a very concise manner presented to the gentiles and the first record of that is here in chapter 10 as peter is preaching the gospel uh, to the gentiles in the house of cornelius and you find from verse 34 to 43 can we read that can we take that passage together acts chapter 10 verse 34 to 43 then peter began to speak i now realize uh, how true it is that god does not show favoritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right you know the message god sent to the people of israel announcing the good news of peace through jesus christ who is lord of all you know what has happened throughout the province of judea beginning in galilee after the baptism that john preached how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because god was with him and we are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the jews and in jerusalem they killed him by hanging him on a cross but god raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen he was not seen by all the people but by witnesses whom god had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom god appointed as judge of the living and the dead all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name 34 to 43 now the first half of this morning's time of learning the scriptures we're going to be looking at what is the gospel message the gospel what is the gospel all about and the good news the essence of the good news of the gospel is this it begins there where firstly peter starts talking about who is jesus peter speaks and he says i now realize how true it is that god does not show favoritism but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right all that he's saying to the gentiles is that god is not just for the jews alone but he is for everyone from all nations and he does not show favoritism he is a god who loves everybody who is jesus he firstly we start with talking about who is him who is he who is this jesus what is his nature he is a god who loves everybody he loves all people why because most people think that jesus is the god of the christians right oh he is your god yeah you have your god we now but he loves everybody john 316 says for god so love the world loves everybody in the world he's not talking about just the earth but he's talking about the world meaning the people of the world all people right and so first we begin there and that's verse 34 and then you see um yeah why he came you find that in verse number uh 36 
you know the message god sent to the people of israel announcing the good news of peace through jesus christ who is a lord of all so he start talking about who is jesus first he loves everybody you know he loves you he not only loves me he loves you also even i was probably for some of you don't come from a christian family heritage you could say how you were not from a christian family background but you experienced and tasted and saw that god is good that you experienced his love in your life what is that love and the love is that he died on the cross for our sins right his love is that he loves us unconditionally his love is that he accepts us just the way we are in spite of all that we have done so who is jesus and why he came he came announcing the good news of peace he came to bring a good news because the world is in turmoil the world is under suffering the world is in sin and the world is destined to incur the consequences of sin because man has fallen in sin but here jesus comes with the good news man is destined to receive the uh, the punishment for the for his sins you know as we read in romans chapter 6 and verse uh 23 where the wages of sin is death eternal damnation but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord and so why he came he came bringing the good news of salvation of for all mankind and then what he did you know what has happened throughout the province of judea 37 38 you know what has happened throughout the province of judea beginning in galilee after the baptism the john preached how god anointed jesus of nazareth the holy spirit in power what did he do on this earth he went around doing good and healing all were under the power of the devil so we start off with who is jesus right why he came he came to bring good news for all mankind because man has man is lost in sin he came to save man from sin and thirdly why he uh, what he did when he was on this earth well he was he's an eternal god who's not confined by time and space there's no beginning there's no end for him but here when he came down to the earth he was born 2000 years back what did he do on this earth he went around doing good he's a good god what did he do he went around doing good he he has the power to heal sickness he has the power to cast out demons he has the power over witchcraft sorcery he is an almighty all powerful god who does good to people and so he wants to do good in your life right what he did on this earth and then we talk about his work of salvation what he did in terms of his work of his salvation work of earning salvation for us that you find verse 39 and 40 we are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the jews and in jerusalem they killed him by hanging him on a cross but raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen he was see, not seen by all the people but by witnesses whom god had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead so it speaks about jesus came and did good but now he does he came at to do this primary work of doing the work of redemption paying the penalty for the sins of all mankind we couldn't we are sinners and we couldn't save ourselves and so this perfect god who is sinless came and died on the cross for us 
he died and then he rose again he was buried on the third day because he was god and he has power over life he has the power to uh, lay down his life and the power to take back his life and so he rose again on the third day so his work of salvation we talk about that and then not only he stop with that but he's going to come back again as a judge of the living and the dead that you find in verse number 42 he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom god appointed as judge of the living and the dead he just did not he's not just a god of love who has a good heart of love he's not just a god with some good teachings but he's a god who shows love in action he does good and he's a god who did the work of salvation paying the penalty of sins of all mankind who can ever show of someone who did something like this god who paid the price for the sins of mankind where man can be saved from sin and the dis- and the destruction that comes because of sin this is what jesus did this is the work of salvation and he's going to come back as a judge of the living and dead and so what must you do that you find in verse 43 all the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name so what must you do so we need to always come to that place where after we talked about who is jesus why he came what he did on this earth and is talking about his work of salvation and how he's going to come back again after we've spoken of all of that we need to come to this place to say this is your landing uh, spot <laughs> this is the place where the plane must land <laughs> where we not just talk about how jesus is a good god how he can do good for you how he can meet your need how he can solve your problems how he can help you but after all of that that's the starting point how he loves everybody and how he died on the cross for us since all of that after all of that is done and explained and, and the person is understood we must land the plane <laughs> you took off well it's been flying for a while right but the plane must land the landing spot is what must you do everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of since so that is the place where we must land come to that place where we always finish a conversation by saying what they must do and so it is with preaching also so when we preach the word of god and anything from the scriptures any teaching or anything we always come to that place where we help people understand what they must do so what is your reflection or what uh, decision you take what do you do now with what you have heard if we don't land the plane we, people will just have some ideas about who jesus is and it will just stay as an idea in their minds our our end goal is not to let people just have some idea about jesus but then help them to actually become a disciple of jesus for which they have to take some decisions are you with me this morning amen and so what must you do so for everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins so what must they do so now because you've known and understood who jesus is it's important that you also believe in jesus and jesus only <laughs> right 
and so help them to believe in jesus and ask them do you believe in jesus questions always help than just making statements or than just downloading information questions always help all right to make them to take the decision now we cannot say now you decide you tell me <laughs> do you i believe in jesus no it's not about force no we can't push it down their throat and you should never do that and that won't stay that won't last we, it's important that we make them to bring them to a place where they would really make a decision on their own give them the information give them the teaching give them the understanding help them to understand it rightly well but then come to that place where we tell them what must you do are you willing to now believe in jesus do you believe in this jesus and then they have to now say either this or that what is that yes or no <laughs> right so there it's that point where they would really think take it seriously and really think of what do i do now amen if we don't lead them to a place where they can take a decision it will just remain as an idea and will just go off into vapor thin air there are times there are times when as i said you know last time also hit the iron when it's hot there are times when you find this is the right moment this is the moment where they really receptive this is the moment where probably this is a one good opportunity and you can sense that that's where being prayerful is very important amen being a prayerful person you, you will be able to sense that's that those are moments where you really need the leading of the holy spirit the discernment in the spirit you will know this is a good moment this is a moment where god would touch their life you would know it in your heart you would know it in your spirit lead them to that question what must they do is are you willing to believe in jesus and then if they say yes you tell them when you believe in jesus what happens is that you receive forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life forgiveness of sins helps you uh, you know delivers you from the consequences of sin which is eternal damnation in hell god gives you the free gift of eternal life so are we good with what the gospel message is all about is it clear in our minds firstly who you believe and what you believe <laughs> as a believer on the lord jesus christ we might have come to christ because we had a need because our son was having a problem because uh, your wife probably was sick maybe you had a financial need and you lost your job maybe you came to christ for many needs but now i'm sure it's it's clear in our minds of why we believe in jesus and who is this jesus and what we believe in amen so can we run through that once again quickly just the headlines alone first we talk about who is jesus why he came what he did his work of salvation his return and what must you do what must they do and what happens when you believe and so at this moment if they say yes i am willing to believe in jesus then you tell them would you like to pray a prayer of committing your life to him and i can help you with that 
and take them through the sinner's prayer and say simple short phrases not a long prayer say lord jesus and i have them repeat after you i give my life to you i believe that you are the only true living god i believe that you love me i believe that i am a sinner i believe that you came died on the cross and rose again to save me from my sin i believe that you're going to come back again and i give my life to you please forgive me of all my sins come into my heart and i want you to be the lord and savior of my life and i give my life in your hands from this day on i will follow you only for the rest of my life in jesus name amen a simple prayer like that short phrases simple prayer and have them repeated and if they had said yes with sincere heart to the gospel and if you let them in the prayer of committing their life to christ now you ask them how do you feel after you prayed this prayer very often or almost in all cases they will say i feel like a great burden just lifted off my heart i feel so much peace i feel so much light they will, they, they will have some kind of a, that some emotional uh, true experience as a reaction to uh, in response to truly giving their life to christ it's real it's true they would really experience and that's a good sign for you you ask them that question about how do you feel to know what do they feel about this committing their life to christ that's for you to really be clear and sure that really they've experienced had a true experience of salvation you get what i'm saying for you to really know that they've really had a genuine experience of salvation you ask them how do you feel and then tell them what happens because they have believed now that you believe your name is written in the book of life now that you believe your sins are forgiven just thank god for that now that you believe and because your sins are forgiven your the consequence of sin has been taken away you're not going to go to hell's fire but you're going to be with jesus eternally even if you die tonight give them always that hope of resurrection and eternal life amen hallelujah so is that clear to us helps us to have clear understanding of now you may not necessarily have to be memorizing all of these verses but basically if you got caught the idea you get the ideas behind you know in each of these points right so if so who is jesus why he came what he did when he came on to this earth how he is a good god and his work of salvation he died rose again on the third day he's coming back again and if you believe in him you receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life and so are you willing to believe and lead them in prayer of salvation and affirm their salvation affirming the salvation is very important as you close the conversation say you truly have become a child of god you truly your sins are forgiven jesus died his blood has washed you of your sins you are you know in his kingdom you 
you come to a relationship with the lord and then from then on help them to pray to the lord every day begin that relationship now you've begun a relationship with the lord it's not about just saying this formula prayer but it's actually the beginning of a relationship with the lord jesus christ a personal relationship with the lord and then help them in that relationship and help them to pray teach them how to pray uh, how you talk to your friend how you talk to your father uh, you can talk to jesus and show them some prayers from the scriptures hannah's prayer or jesus's prayer um, you know the different prayer passages or from the book of psalms and then help them to start reading the bible from the first day onwards give them a bible if they don't have one and help them to start reading from psalms and proverbs that's the easier passages to really uh, understand you know easily for a new person psalms proverbs is a good place to start and once they're done with psalms and proverbs help them with or they can parallelly start with matthew's gospel matthew mark luke and john the four gospels okay are we ready to go out and do it amen it's easy it's really really easy you know two tall brothers came uh, one at one time another person came at another time and you know uh, the first guy came because his mother sent him and he came sat in front of me and he came one day and i was in the office and he came and sat with me and he was going through a hard time with the studies and his you know all of that and just had a brief conversation first time conversation he was not from a christian family background and i was just talking to him and and then the scores of conversation uh slowly how god can help you how he loves you and then took them through the gospel not with the bible open uh, you know not with the sheet in front of them <laughs> but just took them through the gospel at the end of the conversation about half an hour or 45 minutes asked them so do you believe in jesus the tall boy said yes and say oh good nice okay good jackpot this morning and you know and then uh, next thing would you like to pray a prayer along with me i don't know whether he was ready for it or not but uh, maybe because his mother sent him he said yes for everything you know and then i said uh, you know pray this prayer and uh, he prayed along with me and then the prayer was over and they asked him how do you feel now he said i feel very light his face brightened <laughs> there's a glow on his face you can see a visible change on the face you know and uh, then a year later or so then his younger brother also came you know he was still taller than the, or around the same height you know i had to look up to the skies to see him and then um did the same thing with the next guy the same day he also said yes prayed a prayer and then in a few months both of them got baptized amen and i think you know who are the two tall boys i'm talking about and then they they started witnessing about the lord to their friends hallelujah not from a christian family background amen but they came to know who the true living god is amen and so it was just all in one sitting and it didn't take much effort it was just regular conversation of how what kind of conversation if you you would have if somebody just came to visit your house you would serve a cup of coffee you would say how are you you would talk about politics you would talk about solving the problem of the economy of india you know 
from everything from trump to modi you talk about everything and then in the middle of that then talk about how the whole world is fallen and why the world is fallen because sin came into the world is one of the easiest thing is to take a newspaper and show one news article look at this see how the condition of the world is and everybody will say ah yeah yeah that's like giving a small key you know you know that small dolls you just give one key it will keep on dancing like give one key and then they'll start off oh you know so much of problem economy is bad uh, this is bad that is bad roads are bad lights are not working sewage in the water line everything you know they'll talk about everything give one key about the problem of india <laughs> that's it <laughs> super open door to start a conversation problem why the problem came because there is sin in the heart of man and so man is not doing a good job why there is crime why there is rape why there is murder why there is uh, uh, you know all the problems because there is sin in the heart of man and that's why jesus came here you go the gospel that's it amen that's how i used to preach when i used to preach in the trains going to uh, college from nungambakkam to thambram 45 minute journey on electric train every morning one and a half years every morning start with how the world is in chaos and everybody will agree to that then who came to fix this chaos the chaos is basically from the heart of man the origin of the chaos all chaos is the heart of man the sin in the heart of man who came to fix it jesus what he did this is what he did and so if you believe in him he will turn your chaos and straighten your life out simple it's not a big problem it's not a, you don't need a 3 years theological degree and by the way if you take a doctorate in ministry theological degree and show it to a sinner he is not going to be saved it just takes simple gospel message anointed you know uh, person who is filled with the spirit who is led by the spirit of god functioning under the anointing you're going to touch many lives hallelujah amen tell your neighbor it's easy it's easy yes it is easy it's easy hallelujah now tell them the first one what we told earlier uh, not hardly work work hard <laughs> go to the next okay are we good amen can we go to the next we're going to be talking about what is baptism now for a person who is not accepted the lord jesus either who is an unbeliever because he does not know the lord because he was not born in a christian family he does not know the gospel or you also have people who are church goers who are not yet saved who have not had a salvation experience for both you need the same gospel okay so don't assume that every christian because someone's got a christian name that he is actually born again that his sins are forgiven don't assume that that they are really in a relationship with the lord jesus some don't know the lord personally they know about the lord jesus they know about the gospel but they don't know the lord jesus personally they don't have a dynamic growing relationship with the lord jesus and so our goal is to help people to begin to have a dynamic relationship with the lord jesus christ So secondly now for those who have been born again those who clearly have a relationship with the lord 
but not yet baptized and you find i'm just giving you a, not a straight example but somewhat a similar kind acts chapter 19 uh let's read from verse 1 while apollos was at corinth paul took the road through the interior and arrived at ephesus there he found some disciples and asked them did you receive the holy spirit when you believed they answered no we have not even heard that there is a holy spirit so paul asked then what baptism did you receive verse 3 john's baptism they replied paul said john's baptism was a baptism of repentance he told the people to believe in the one coming after him that is in jesus on hearing this they were baptized in the name of the lord jesus when paul placed his hands on them the holy spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied there were about 12 men in all and so these are people who knew god okay they knew god and they had taken the baptism of john john was baptizing now john was a way maker for jesus preparing the way for the gospel preparing the way for the savior and so there were these water rites even before jesus as well and john's baptism they had heard of but they had not heard about jesus they had not heard about the gospel and they had not yet been baptized but they knew god the god of israel jehovah but they had not known about the one who came in the flesh who came and died and rose again and that he came they thought that jesus most of the jews they thought that he was a man who blasphemed against god and so the jewish elders put him to death and there was a rumor going on saying that he had risen from the dead and this is fake news fake news <laughs> you know that's what people thought the jews thought but so here comes uh, paul now asking them uh, what do you know see always from the unknown to the taking them to what to make them known to the gospel and so here he is leading them to baptism and then leading them to also receive the holy spirit so we're going to talk about what is baptism to first clearly understand what is baptism so that if you find people who do not know baptism you could lead them they might be christians who traditionally have come to know christ because they were by just by virtue of birth because they were born in a christian family and for generations they have known god they good people they know god they pray and you know they have a relationship with god but they have not understood the truth of baptism which is a command but it's not a choice it's a command given by the lord jesus to make a covenant with him and so many people are not aware of it so you need to explain it to them and help them to understand and you also need to understand for those who come from a traditional uh, christian background and by virtue of birth and being part of a um, traditional church very often they understood baptism they understand baptism as a aspect of a name giving ceremony for a baby is a name giving ceremony the idea of baptism is that you know a baby is born and then they take them to the church and then a uh, few uh, you know um, water is sprinkled over the child holy water you know and uh, and a name is given and then you have a godfather godmother all those things are not in the scriptures at all there's only speak god there's god and then there's the father and the mother no godfather godmother these are many of these things came from the roman catholic uh, tradition okay which was a 
political uh, politically motivated um, you know a church that was started 300 years after the time of christ and uh, and so we don't really have a roman catholic uh, background we follow the scriptures okay so let's not get confused with all of that now that was started off by an emperor for uh, political reasons to have the people pledge political allegiance to him and because the gospel and the church that was growing from the time of christ became a threat for his political kingdom and then you have uh, from there comes this tradition of sprinkling water and for over babies and while they give them names it's called as baptism but biblically the whole idea of baptism is completely different and you don't have any record anywhere in scripture of a child being baptized even i was baptized in st matthias's church as a uh, baby <laughs> you know uh, but did i know that i was baptized then no did i have any repentance did i have any change of life no a baby does not even know what is happening and that's not in the scriptures that came about as a church tradition and and so you have a whole lot of people who are stuck in that tradition who need to be uh, taught from the scriptures what the scriptures are teaching us about baptism and so that name giving ceremony is different but here we're going to look at the idea of baptism from the scriptures now it's important that we just don't hear the word of god but keep the word of god obey the word of god luke 11:28 says that john 8:31 32 to the jews who had believed in him jesus said if you hold to my teaching you're really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free so the truth of baptism is something that we must believe and obey and then comes complete freedom in christ a true freedom okay so the greek word uh, for baptism the root word for baptism is baptizo which means immerse plunge or dip or to bury in water so when you talk about sprinkling baptism it's a contradiction of terms sprinkling and immerse you get that sprinkling baptism so sprinkling water the idea of when you say word use the word baptism for it you cannot sprinkle baptism is to dip or to immerse because that's the uh, meaning of the root word baptizo now the lord instituted baptism for the with the you know for salvation mark 16 16 says believe and be baptized and you will be saved believe in the gospel a child cannot believe a baby does not yet believe born to believing parents sanctified by the lord according to scriptures but has not yet come to the place of knowing what is good and evil to repent of the sins and to believe that jesus is the savior you remember we went through the gospel just now first half the child yet does not believe in the gospel yet does not know the gospel yet and so that's where you know that really does not qualify to be true baptism according to scriptures and so we do not weigh two practices of two different denominations and we don't weigh two of them in a balance and see which one is right a sprinkling or immersion or oh, that church sprinkling this church immersion so who's right no we put scriptures on one side and see which is right what should i follow which tradition or which practice is biblical for anything that you want to measure don't never measure practices of two different denominations or abominations sometimes you know 
but measure scripture with anything that anybody says or anybody teaches or anybody practices you get what i'm saying okay and so scripture says mark 16 16 says believe and be baptized and you will be saved so faith in who jesus is faith in the finished work of the on the cross faith that i am a sinner and he is my savior and by believing in him i receive forgiveness of sins faith in jesus belief faith precedes baptism okay and the baptism is for salvation so the in tamil it goes like this gnana snanam gnanam snanam i break it up into two gnanam the understanding you know the knowledge of good and evil and knowing jesus then comes snanam snanam means baptism gnanam is understanding gnana snanam so just play on the words with tamil okay secondly the purpose of baptism is uh, for forgiveness of sins scripture speaks of that acts 238 repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of sins repentance precedes baptism firstly we talked about faith precedes baptism secondly we look at acts 238 repentance precedes baptism turning away from sin turning o- in thessalonica uh, paul writes they turned away from idols to f- serve the living god turning away renouncing the world renouncing false gods renouncing sin renouncing uh, you know uh, false beliefs superstitious beliefs superstitious practices renouncing all of that to follow the truth and then being baptized Re- that's repentance turning around having a u turn in life okay um and then in um Romans 3:23 for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and so we have the nature of sin in us that comes in our bloodline from the first man Adam therefore we need to repent from our past sins okay so with repentance and faith in what Jesus has done for us when we are baptized we are truly saved okay and so the process of repentance actually include acknowledging our sin believing Christ died to take the punishment for my sin feeling sorry for what we have done and choose to turn away forsake them and confess them and ask god for forgiveness that's the act of repentance somebody preached about repentance like this repent they broke that word into two repent the english word is one word it's not two words like gnanasnanam it's one word repent a very famous preacher in chennai preached like this repent means repent break it up into two words re means again you know redo re means again pent means penthouse you know you have a penthouse big villa on top of a high rise uh, apartment in orchid springs you know you have that penthouse on the top you know top floor which is uh, huge the whole uh, terrace is for that penthouse so when you repent which means jesus came and died on the cross for all of us so that so that he can take us back again to the penthouse level that is he can take us from poverty to great prosperity this is true i can send you the video if you want that is the whole idea of the kingdom of god that's a false teaching okay repentance is one word in one english word it's not re and pent it's not penthouse 
so this is how false teachings are also going around in the world today which for which we need to be careful not to pay attention to you can get deceived by these false teachings and false teachers who give a wrong idea any simple human being who knows basic english knows the word repent is one word and that cannot be broken up into two and did jesus came come and die just for some material prosperity in this world is that the whole gospel about you see that's how people have reduced the whole gospel and made it so cheap for the sake of for material prosperity you don't need jesus look at my neighbors look at the neighbors around look at the ambanis for material prosperity <laughs> you don't need anybody who works hard according to the god ordained law of sowing and reaping anybody who sows diligently will reap out of it there are universal general laws that apply to all mankind the general grace for all men as god's creation applies to everybody the sun rises on the righteous and the unrighteous the rain comes on the righteous and the so for god provides food for everybody and so this is how the gospel is reduced to and so let's hold firmly to the essence of what the gospel is and what the teaching of scripture is all about amen hallelujah and that's why i would really discourage us from watching christian too much of christian television because all of those false teachings are all on christian television sorry to say that but that's the fact of the matter so please when you listen to everything look at the whole of scriptures and see is it tallying with scripture even if i am teaching you something look at scripture and see is it tallying with what he says that's where how the berians were in acts of the apostles you find the berians were actually when paul was preaching to them they looked at scriptures and saw whether what paul was saying was true or not so we need to grow up to that level where we can look at scriptures and and all of scriptures not one verse one tale of a verse but look at all of scriptures in the whole revelation of the word of god if what any teaching that anyone brings is it in accordance with scriptures or not okay let's talk about baptism so repentance <laughs> this is what repentance looks like repentance is turning away from sin in proverbs chapter uh 828 and verse 13 it says he who hides his sin shall not prosper but he who confesses and forsakes them finds mercy he who hides his sins does not prosper he who confesses and forsakes which means if i am going in this path of sin in this direction i forsake that make a u turn and turn to god forsakes and turn to god okay that's to repentance so when a person has truly gone through an experience of repentance given their life over to christ then they are ready for baptism then when you are baptized after repentance baptism becomes meaningful because if a person is baptized without repentance it is just taking a dip in water is just like having a dive into a swimming pool and coming out so the act 
of baptism alone is is not some magical thing hear me well just dipping in the water and coming out alone just the water right alone is not a magical thing but doing it with faith and true repentance is what makes baptism meaningful are you with me okay where there is the true washing away of our sinful nature and our acts of sin significance of baptism what does why baptism romans chapter 6 verse 3 and 4 let's read it or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into christ jesus were baptized into his death therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may live a new life in christ baptism is identifying ourselves with the death burial and resurrection of jesus i repeat that baptism is identifying ourselves with the death burial and the resurrection of jesus why did jesus die when jesus died the sins of the whole world came upon him and he died he took our place he became our substitute i should have been crucified nails should have been put on my hands for the wrong things i have done with my hands nails should have gone to my feet for the wrong places i have gone to thorn of uh, crown of thorns should have been placed on my head for the bad thoughts and intentions i had on my in my mind a sword should have been a pierce on my side right i should have died paid the punishment of my sins i should have been rightly punished that is justice but jesus became my substitute took my place took your place right and so when we are baptized we identify ourselves that he died in my place and so i give myself to die to my sins i'm dead to my sins anymore i don't want to have sin alive in my life anymore i want to be dead to that sin i don't want to allow that sin to operate in my life anymore and so you are buried and you rise again from the water you just like jesus died buried and rose again from the dead we identify ourselves with by doing that and by doing that we live a new life we begin to live a new life in christ we are baptized into christ jesus the bible says basically we are filled with him okay and it is a covenant baptism the significance of baptism is that it is not just a ritual there's a difference between a custom ritual and a covenant like marriage is a covenant that a husband makes with a wife the same way this is for a lifelong eternal relationship we make a commitment to follow god and live a holy life a commitment to live a holy life of commitment to follow christ alone first peter chapter 3 years 1822 but we read that one part the the water by which noah and his family were saved during the flood the same way that water by which noah and his family were saved symbolizes baptism that now saves us which is a pledge of a good conscience so when you're baptized you're pledging yourself you know people pledge they take a oath right i will be true i will fulfill all the requirements as i serve in this office as a president as a prime minister they take a oath right to office in the same way we are pledging ourselves to live a life of good conscience before god and that is a covenant we made he has made he has instituted his new covenant by his precious blood he made a new covenant by 
doing his work of paying the price for our sins how do we appropriate that work of his covenant on our life by responding to him and making a covenant with him through baptism okay so it's a covenant pledging to live a life of a good conscience some examples from the scriptures about baptism matthew chapter 3 14 to 16 jesus himself is our greatest example he was a sinless person there was no need for him to be baptized but he said let it be so now to fulfill all righteousness it's an act of righteousness it's you you are made righteous righteousness is imputed into you when you are baptized you don't operate out of a sinful nature anymore you begin to operate out of a nature of righteousness out of the nature of christ and you begin to grow in the fruit of the spirit to become more and more like christ your operating system has changed for those of you techies this might be easy to understand basically you shifted os <laughs> and so all your other apps work in a out of a different operating system okay so you got righteousness imputed into you you work out of a different operating system the ethiopian eunuch we looked at that passage already after he heard the good news of the gospel you know immediately peter says philip says can anything stop you from being baptized immediately they stopped the chariot by the pool of water and they were baptized and the both in jesus's baptism and in the ethiopian eunuch's baptism it says they came up out of the water which means they went in into the water <laughs> it was not sprinkling at the house of cornelius after they heard the gospel we looked at that passage when we talked about the gospel first we opened with that passage right peter preached in the house of cornelius after the, he preached the gospel immediately they were all baptized and so after gospel preaching and people responded in faith people were led to baptism the jailer and his family after peter came out they took him to the house and he and his household were saved and that night they were baptized and so there comes the end for this morning i'm sure you understood what baptism is all about let's with this clear understanding of what baptism is teach about baptism to people can we just lift it uh, open it up uh, once more let me just give you the highlights once again from the top the purpose of baptism is for salvation it comes by faith is for forgiveness of sins the purpose of baptism is for salvation forgiveness of sins and it comes by faith and repentance right and repentance is what we saw it's not about penthouse <laughs> it's about turning away from sin if you hide your sin you will not prosper but confess and forsake that's repentance and then a person is ready for baptism why baptism because we identify ourselves with the death resurrection of jesus and by doing so we live a new life in christ we are dead to our past sins we make a covenant with god baptism is making a it's an external sign of an inward change where we are making a covenant with god to follow him for the rest of our lives to live a life with good conscience the examples is jesus ethiopian eunuch the house of cornelius the gentiles who were baptized jailer and his family was baptized so you have many examples of how after the hearing of the gospel they were baptized so when you're baptized you come to be part of christ and his family you become part of his body has his people join his community let's pray 
so with this understanding of what salvation is understanding of what, what baptism is would you start reaching out to people identify who are those people to whom i need to take the gospel who need to experience the love of christ use that sheet identify them put their names put the key words of where they are at what conversations you could have what is the high point what is a good point about say for example if they are a seeker oh they are reading the bible that's a good point you given them a bible or maybe they all flip side is they are also inquiring to other people <laughs> and reading other stuff other scriptures so now you need to also you understand okay they are reading something else the quran or the gita or something else maybe you also need to start learning about what is their understanding of god from their scriptures so that you can help them to show the uniqueness of christ so it helps you to do your homework as well that's why i said work hard right okay so if you putting the name at at a at the place where they are a confused believer say in what way are they confused what is hindering them or what are the good signs of change that you are seeing so those are the the columns there to write one or two key words that will help you to clearly have a think through and reflect and pictureize who they are what they are, what is their place where they are at and five we can work around this even more when we meet together in the cluster groups we'll sit together use these sheets and work around even case by case uh, person by person if you need help we can sit together and process these things together but i'm just giving you the sheets so that you can put the names down start praying identify where they are at and uh, you know put down some few words if you need to it will be helpful so take the gospel you understood what it is very clearly what is baptism you understood it very clearly um we are thinking of putting these this whole thing down both about the gospel and the baptism into some neat notes and giving you copies of it so that you can take home and um read them and understand and process them well um but i would encourage you as much as possible go home and listen to this day's message on youtube uh if you go to acachurch.in and click on videos it will take you to this youtube page and uh, there you will find today's message uh, or it will be also on facebook is it also on facebook yeah on facebook it's acachurch ananagar search for acachurch ananagar on facebook if you haven't liked the page like the page you will find today's message there listen to it um and understand it sit with the scriptures go through it again it will help you to have clear understanding of it so that when you are explaining it when you're leading someone you can clearly articulate it well amen in a way you should as apostle paul said in colossians 4 colossians 6 verses 4 to uh 2 to uh, 4 i think where he says pray that god will give me the grace to uh preach the gospel in a way i should you know in a way it will be understandable in a way it will be clear to people so unless we have have the if we don't have these ideas clear in our minds we will not be able to read, lead others the right way and so that's why we putting all of these teachings uh, as you know well as possible uh, so that it will help you it will equip you uh, to do uh, well and i believe that god will use you in a powerful way amen can we stand together and pray